you waited a while to get the feeling back. We protected the vibe, but still intact. That Yeezy sound, it's like a welcome mat, so you can live well. Welcome back to you, ladies and gentlemen. I tip my hat. I'm old school ice greet. EP's the Hellcat. Call it a strong hello. Nothing more than that. DJ self born. Spin it back. With a message to bring, sex education's over now. I suggest that you sing. It's probably best that you bling. It make you feel so alive. Lotus love a pinky ring, but want the kids to survive. Gonna be something great. Gonna do something good. Gonna rock from state to state and bring respect to the hood. So if someone asks the question, what's the reason why she spit? From God, she got this gift. And when she use it, it's a trip. If she don't use it, it's a shame. A sin before the Lord. Music soothes the savage beast. So when she use it, it's a sword. Like the flames of Gideon. Any track you hear me on, I rebuild like a Simeon. Like words in a 60 song. With messages to hang on. Be strong, persevere. Grab the person in your rear. Tell them the true and living's here. It's like a diet for your ear. Vitamins I supplement. And I got plenty documents to show you where I represent from. This is the NAS Podcast. Welcome back. Today, my guests are EP to Hellcat and Old School from the legendary Chicago hip-hop duo, Abstract Mind State. In 2021, uh, Kanye West produced their entire project, which gave them uh, a new uh, found energy back into the, the music industry. They took a little bit of a hiatus, I think, starting around, I'd say early 2000s, maybe like 2005 around there. And so it was, a, it was a big gap of time before they came out this new project. And it seems like new fans are learning about him all over again. It's, it's really exciting to see uh, <laughs> your guys' uh, trajectory, you know. Oh, and I just checked out your guys' new music video. I'm obsessed with um, Tony Williams. He's literally one of my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> So I like to start with talking about the aftermath of your guys' latest project with Kanye. So it's been a couple months now, and I would just like to hear how you guys feel it went overall and how, where it stands now. Uh, well, you know, in, uh, in my opinion, like uh, oftentimes, one of the things that me and EP talking about talk about that was super surprising to us is... Um, the range of listeners that that ended up uh, paying attention to what we were doing, because you know uh, we just felt like we had a more traditional sound. Um, that's what this whole ACH thing is that uh, I kind of came up with. That um, adult contemporary hip hop is where we brand our music, and Dope. and I just figured you know it would be a more not necessarily totally mature crowd, but a crowd that's on, that's really into the lyrical part of hip hop. The, the cadence, the flows, the tradition, the regular tradition of rap. Mm. And uh, what I can say, like I say, even uh, speaking for EP2, we were kind of thrown off that, uh, shoot, more of the youth got in touch with us and was saying how moved they were by the album and how much it inspired them or whatever it did for them. Somebody even told me it changed their life already and said that, uh, wow. and another person told us it changed the direction of how they write 
mm. after they heard our record. So I was like, whoa. And these are 16 to to 20 year, you know, 2016 to under 21 that's saying these things. And mm. I it was very I was very impressed. So that's one of the great things that has happened since, you know, you know, um post album, you know. Mm. And and I'll piggyback on that by saying, Blake, that like we have new fans, um, a new fan base in that that are younger, mm. um, that was so used to hearing hip hop done one way that we were able to provide them with something that they had that was fresh to them, um, that was new to them. But at the same time, people um, who were used to 90s hip hop, uh, to early 2000s hip hop tribe, you know, uh, De La you know, real, real roots hip hop, they're also gravitating towards the project as well, because it's something that they were missing. Now, the younger people didn't even know it existed. But the people who who actually listen to it, but but now who are saturated with something different, they're gravitating towards it because it's a sense of nostalgia. Mm -hmm. I think I think, um, I know it's easy to say that with like TikTok and all the social media that people, there's a lot of like fakeness that goes on in just society and the music industry. But at the same time, there's a huge portion of society that wants that like organicness and that the real genuineness. Yes. And absolutely. I have, definitely, that's what we bring. Yeah, definitely do. I do have a question about the project from a, um, I feel like you guys kind of had a warning on the project about, you know, social media and how uh, things are transpiring in society today. But is that worthwhile to even point out besides just being artists, just being human beings? Because I feel like everyone notices how how social media affects society. But do you think it's a it's like a lost call to talk about it in music if if people have kind of just hmm. accepted it? Um, no, nah, nah, not necessarily. If, if that was the case, we wouldn't talk about love because everybody know about love. We'd had millions of relationships. Mm. Everybody was kind of born from some sort of love or attraction, but every song that's ever written is about some form of that attraction and love. And it's just variations that is, you know, what they say, uh, nothing is new under the sun. It's just a new way to present it. So that was just our presentation of something that if it got on everybody's nerves it got on our nerves too and we was like hey wrote a song about it want to hear it? here it go mm. and it, i mean and, and the thing about it blake is that it's um with any subject matter it, and it's just that it's completely it's completely completely subjective mm -hmm. and and i say that because so in the song social media we also point out the good parts of social media but but you know too much of anything makes you an addict, right? Too much of anything, like everything that we do, if not done in moderation, can turn into a vice and can present itself as negative on the other end. So like for us to point out different um, evils of, of social media, um, yeah, people people are very familiar uh, with, you know, how how if it's wielded in the wrong way, then it could be very divisive and um, very destructive at the same time. But but there's also very you know gratifying uses for the internet and 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 um, 
not only gratifying for the person who's using it, but for the person who's consuming it. Mm-hmm. So, so it, it's it's like like saying not pointing it pointing it out. Yeah, people are obvious uh, obvious that there's some bad things about it, but like old school said, there there you know there's negatives and and warnings with within every message that we give and every message that we receive. It's just it's just how you use how you choose to use it, how you choose to view it, and and ultimately, no message is a bad message. Mm-hmm. Like, because everybody has, everybody has the opportunity to learn from it because it's, it might be new to somebody. Right. And, and like, like EP was just saying, uh, no message is a bad message and, and definitely speaking on it, it might be new to somebody, man, we, 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 we live in a crazy world, right? And things happen at different times to different people. We all go through our, our problems is our problems alone. And it only affect us when it hits us and our family. But every family or every individual is going through something. So what I'm saying is social media, it might catch a person or a kid right at the point of being bullied or messed with where they just can't take it anymore. And they come across this abstract mind state song and they vibe out to it. And they like, yeah, they see what I'm talking about. They feel me. And instead of like cutting their own wrists or hurting themselves, they start saying, let me get more into this group and see what they talking about. Or, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I'm, I'm going to reach out to them or whatever. I, I like where they're going. And now it becomes a conversation or something that they can connect to us with because they like, yep, I, I, that's what I'm, I've been through that. What they talking about abstract minds, they feel me. Mm-hmm. I like them. Now they're a fan. You get what I'm saying? So it's not about like, cause the world knows we can't talk about it. Cause I'll be honest, man, if I hear how many ways can we hear, um about how much money how many cars how much jewelry <laughs> how many girls these dudes that screwed uh how many guns they got how many people they kill how many how many uh somebody else's girlfriend they gonna screw like how many times can we hear that right you know what i'm saying like so if we go if, if we know that already we know all those things we know it's crime but we're from chicago we know it's crime going on we know that people getting killed. You know what I'm saying? We know that guns are being shot, but they still they still putting it in these raps. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So like in the, in the spirit of what EP said, I don't feel like anything uh, positive or 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 in the sense where we trying to be um, self-correcting or something like that. You can never have too much of that. Right. That's a that's a great answer. Yeah, I like that. So <laughs> one last question about the album. I think it was. I want to. Say, I'm probably butchering it. I'm going to say 2017 or 2018. Kanye had that. I think it was like a seven project rollout with different artists. Oh, yeah, and that was 20. Yeah, 18. 20. Mm-hmm. 2020. 2020. Was it 2020? Or 2019? Okay. It wasn't 2018. It wasn't 2018. It wasn't 18. Maybe 19. Yeah. Got it. Maybe. Knew I yeah. butchered it. <laughs> but well, when, you was close. 18. You got a lot of projects. He's had a lot of projects. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. So, but what? But what about it? Those those seven EPs? Yeah. yeah. Five, was it seven or five? How many was? So, with, yeah. so with six. The, we were supposed six? to be the seventh. Mm. Yeah. So with that rollout, there was mixed reviews. Some artists in that rollout were happy with the rollout. Others mm-hmm. were not. And right. I would just like to hear how your guys' rollout was and if you felt like there was too much control from Kanye or if you felt like you guys had enough of a voice or just the overall experience of having 
not just a project released by him, but like a whole entire rollout based around that? Yeah. Well, I think that our rollout, I personally feel like uh, our rollout could have been better because mm-hmm. I didn't um, I didn't really control it because what ended up happening with us was um, um, at the time we recorded the record and was about to put it out, Kanye wasn't working on the project. So by the time our record dropped, he was, and he was so focused on his own at the time that all the powers that be kind of gravitated towards his project. Mm. And our project kind of just kind of kind of got left in the wind because he's the he's the superstar. He's the he's the the Michael Jordan of the team, so to speak. And um so I feel like with our record, in all honesty, it could have we could have used more internal support, but everybody was over there with you know the leader of the pack so to speak mm. and it kind of you know we didn't get our rollout could have been better i feel it was a great it was great how it happened i felt like the i think the press the uh the pr portion the company that handled our pr oh they did one of the most outstanding amazing jobs i ever seen for any first time a release because we hit every single publication in existence and all of the major ones so that's was a yeah, I was ecstatic over that, you know, ecstatic, you know, a shout out to um, my girl Kelly Kincaid from um, Jackson State who made that sway situation happen as well as the shade four or five situation happen. But the immediate press rollout, man, we hit everything. We, mm-hmm. you know, we were in all of the major, uh, whether it was industry magazines or just uh, popular magazines in, 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 in music or uh, fashion or whatever. We was in everything. So that was great. I can't complain about the, that part, the press part of the rollout. Mm-hmm. But I just feel like in terms of the uh, marketing side, we kind of got, you know, we kind of like, we kind of honestly got swallowed up because we was we was going up against our own, our own teammates, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? It was like, you know, it was almost like they forced Scotty to play against Jordan back when the Bulls in the, ni- the 90s Bulls team. If you, they one, one night put Scotty against Jordan. You know what I mean? It was like, wait a minute. You know, you got two, two, uh, two of the uh, hottest things coming from the same entity, mm-hmm. which was us and him, because we were the only, the only ones coming from the Easy Sound, and then him as the, who he is. It was just, it was just, you know, it could have been better in my opinion. Right. EP, anything you want to add to that? Nope, he said it. Yeah. And, yeah. but with that, with that force and everything that happened with the project, does that mean you guys are still? Uh, a duo? Are you guys completely back as a duo, or is it just for a one-time project? Or yeah, um, I mean, we just kind of go ahead. We just kind of going with the flow. But go ahead. No, go ahead. No, yeah, I was just saying we going with the flow. Like EP and I, we had a we had a concept. We was we was like, okay, depending on how this record is received, determines if we even take the time to do it again. Mm. And uh, it was received well. Actually, we were actually impressed with how it was received. But um, again, with the lack of with the lack of marketing and uh, promotions, you know, from the, from a higher upside, uh, it kind of you know it kind of made us feel like man. But we still pushed on because we have our own team, so it's not like we sat around and just complained. You know, um, if there were any if was any complaining, it was just between us, not just out loud, and we just band together with our team and got everything together because. We, we, you know, we, we make enough for anything we don't that's not happening because we've had some amazing good looks. And that's just like, you know, the team working together and making sure to abstract uh, maximize that this, that this, this album, Keep Legs, 
Yeah. Right. And this is a was it released independently? It wasn't it wasn't under like a record label? I know what is Yeezy? No, sound it's not. Actually? It's not a major. Everything is independent with this. Uh, Yeezy Sound was an independent platform, mm. and so was the distributor Vidia was a um, is an independent flat platform. And that's another thing too. Vidia um, is pretty new to the market in terms of being a actual distributor. They used to distribute um, uh, uh, music videos, and they did a transition. Uh, some, you know, I, I don't know ex the exact amount of time, but it's been, a, I think, a couple of years. But they're pretty new into the the music space, so even they're getting their legs. So we almost became like, you know, uh, I wouldn't call us test dummies, but we almost became some of the test marketing for the new space that even our distributor is in because they're not fully, they're not full distribution mode. They're in their transition, and here we can, here, here we come. I, under an entity as big as Kanye, right, and they got it got tossed in a lot because of whatever the situation was with the business side of him and them, and now they have to work this project. And I can imagine they were probably a little nervous over there too because they're trying to handle this like, oh man, this is Kanye's act. We got to do this, that, and the third. Right. And they just didn't. They don't have the full capacity yet to do the level of the the things that we we needed. You know what I'm saying? So, you know. So that those things kind of slow things up, and that's why you're you're not seeing like this super blast of abstract. You're kind of seeing this this kind of like natural progression because we're we're constantly things are happening every day, right. and you know, so it's, it is a constant progression. We that's the part I can't complain about, or we can't complain about is uh is constant progression. Now it may not be as fast as we wanted or like to see it, but it is progress nonetheless. What I want to add to that, though, is the fact that you guys should feel very proud of yourselves, and I just want to congratulate you guys that you're, you were talking about the um, adult hip-hop genre, right? Adult yeah. contemporary <laughs> hip-hop. Hell yeah. <laughs> and the fact that you guys did this independently mm -hmm. in your age range after not releasing projects for a decade plus, you know, yeah. I, I think that is very inspiring. And the fact that you yeah. actually put it out. You know, you know how many artists probably, older artists <laughs> are working on music and just don't put it out? It just didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody, it's funny you would say that. I heard that one time. Not, I heard that one other time somebody said, man, you know how many people supposed to come out or mm -hmm. probably wanted to and didn't or got scared? And I was like, wow, I never thought of that, you know? I, I never thought of that. So thank you, though. Yeah, this was, uh, as much as it was for you guys, it was also for the culture. And you guys got to... Got to realize Definitely. that and Absolutely that it was Absolutely for the culture. Definitely for the culture. Absolutely for the culture. Yes, yes. I, 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 Blake, um, my opinion of our project is even, even, even in the, before the conception of it and before we were called to rekindle, you know, the, the fire that is abstract mind state, mm -hmm. I knew what I wanted to hear. I knew what I was missing. You know, so it was easy to make once that that call was made. One, you know, it was it was easy for us to sit back down and um, get back together and sit at the kitchen table and write and feed off of each other's energy um, because we both knew what we were missing. Um, we always have, and um, like even 
even when in our in our heyday, when we were when you know when we were young abstract mind state, and we were and we were writing and we had all of this thirst, we already knew how we wanted um, how we wanted hip hop to sound to us. So so it was like a lot of times we were writing we were writing for each other and for ourselves because we knew what what we wanted to hear and what we liked and it, it was nothing. It was nothing egotistical or nothing against what was out, mm -hmm. but like you kind of know, you know what you're looking for because you know how what you want to hear, and and if if you're not hearing it, then that's what you try to create. Yeah, I agree. So let's take it back. I know you guys have uh, talked about how you met in college, but I have no idea what you guys went to college for. So I'd like to hear what you guys went to college for. Well, my major, um, my my initial major was elementary education, mm -hmm. um, and it was switched to um, health and physical education and recreation. That's um, that was that's to, that's the first degree, mm -hmm. and then um, I have a bachelor's in interdisciplinary studies, um, a bachelor's in psychology, and a master's in um, applied behavior analysis. And um, uh, I'm a board certified behavior analyst. Wow. There's are some smart people in this room. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Especially you, because you, you know, you took the time to, to, to give us a, a, a good look. So you're the smartest one. <laughs> oh, I appreciate it. So what, what about you, old school? What, what, did, what did you go to school for? Yeah, like I was saying, uh, when we, when we were jokingly supposed to be talking about the weather, and I was talking <laughs> about, but no, I went to school for. What's funny is when I first went <laughs> attended, when I first came to Jackson State, because uh, in high school um, I went to a school called CVS Chicago Vocational High School, and, uh, and I majored in something called computer applications. Mm. So I went to Jackson State, a computer science major. I hated programming by that time. Mm -hmm. I hated it in high school, but you know, at the time they told us, you know, computers was going to be the future and that's where the money is. So I tried to, <clears throat> excuse me, I tried to go where the money was and I wasn't happy. So um, after my first semester at Jackson State, I learned from um, my cousin who was actually our manager and also uh, uh, runs the company uh, with me, uh, our, our, our entertainment company, but he, his friend who was there years before me he said, man, you all into this music and aren't you into like music and TV and all this kind of stuff? I was like, yeah. He said, how come you're not a mass communications major? And I had no idea what mass communications was. Mm -hmm. And he sat me down with a with a with the book and went through the uh, curriculum and showed me all of the classes. That's a part of the mass communication curriculum. And I was like, oh, man, I saw like, you know, everything I love from, you know, radio, TV. It was like news writing, all this cool stuff that I, I was actually into. Mm -hmm. I said, yes, this is what I want to do. And so long to the short is um, <clears throat> I became a mass communication major. And, you know, by the time you make it to your junior year of college, you have to decide which direction you want to go. Uh, are you going to go radio or TV? You know, and I chose as funny as it sounds, I was hardcore into music at the time and i was an artist then and we were me and ep were rapping it was everything that you would think it was mm -hmm. and i chose broadcast production i went television <laughs> so so my so, so although i'm a mass communications major i had my concentration was broadcast production which is 
which is a, just a weird because it seemed like it would be obvious for me to go radio. But yeah. <laughs> I went TV. Wow. So, yeah. So that's what that was. That was what my I got my degree in. Unlike EP, I never I went for a master's in um in marketing communications because everything I do has always been marketing. So I felt, well, if I add a communication, I mean, if I add a marketing piece to my already my communications and get a master in marketing communications, I felt like it will boost up both sides, you know, mm-hmm. but uh, I, I went through some crazy stuff during my um during trying to get in my master's class and it didn't work out and I never went, I never went back. I never went back to pursue it. So I didn't finish getting my master's. Mm. Yeah. Well, if it makes you feel better, I I chose radio over college. I, uh, Ah, ah, look, thank you. You, See, I told you, you was the smartest. You was a smart. (laughs) See, no debt for me here. Right. There it is. I like it. Yeah. So so tell me what it's like to have a, a manager also be a relative. Do you feel like there's a lot of budding heads there or what is that like? I no. mean, you know, no. No, I was about to say, but EP, but, uh, we like, look, EP, Lee Majors is his name and, and me, man, it's a family. Like, you know, you meet people and, um, you know, the music bonded us because that's what originally it's how we met, you know, it's how I met Kanye. Like if mm-hmm. it wasn't for you, if you took music away, none of us would know each other. So shout out to music. So we can never deny that part. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, a brotherhood, a sisterhood, a family got built because of that. And it, it went way past music to the point that, you know, we actually care about each other and each other's families and know each other's extended family is it's, it's real deep. Wow. So, um, yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, you know, it's, 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 it's a wonderful thing. That actually does sound dope. Wow. Wow. That's yeah. family's important for sure. Yeah. Okay. Without a doubt. So at the, so, but, 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 but just to say, I mean, just to answer the question though, mm-hmm. uh, it's like, I was kind of rolling with EP saying, no, it's pretty normal. But, and, and you know what the biggest part about it is, man, like I've, I've never, unlike EP, I never left the music business. And one of the things that I constantly seen even, you know, being next to Kanye on the business side, man, I just see unscrupulous acts happen all the time. And, mm. you know, un, you know, people be so untrustworthy and, you know, you would think somebody down with you. And the one thing I can say that's cool about at least the family I come from or we come from, because EP has a very loyal family as well. Um, man, you know, the loyalty, the trust is there when you have, you know, somebody like, like, like Lee Majors, who happens to be my first cousin, and somebody the EP would, you know, consider a brother, mm-hmm. it just works. You know what I'm saying? Cause it, you know, you can close your eyes and like, you need somebody that's going to feel bad if they, if they trying to screw you over, they, they can't even sleep. And then they, they, they can't do it because their spirit won't let them. That's the kind of people you want to work with in entertainment as a whole, not just music, but just entertainment across the board. Yeah. You need somebody that, that, that got so much love for you and care about you so much that, they just cannot, you know, pull the uh, industry rule 4080 on you, you know. Damn, that sounds amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so at the height of your guys' careers in hip hop, did you guys ever, were you guys still working full time or did you ever just focus on music? Um, well, well, dude, what do you mean? The high? You mean back then? Yes, like, like two th- early 2000 era. 
when you were dropping um, all your mixtapes and everything like that. Oh, okay. Well, I, we had, I think, yeah, we were working. I think, I think I, it worked. Yeah, yeah. I, I, think, I, I never stopped working. <laughs> wow. Man, we had jobs. That, that's funny. You remember the shoes? You was like, EP used to say, ooh, I love that job. You got everybody get gym shoes when you get paid. Because <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> I, yeah. I used to get, um, I used to work at this collection oh, yeah. agency and I used to get bonuses all the time. So I had like nice little extra money and, you know, we used to have a good time with it. So, yeah. I think I think we worked the whole time. I used to call myself Superman because during the day I was like Clark Kent because nobody knew I was at work. So by the time um, late afternoon happened, I always worked early jobs when I'm there at seven in the morning. So I'm I'm back and I'm back around in the mix around two three o'clock, and people didn't know. Man, they just thought we was in the clubs at night performing all the time, but they didn't know me. And EP was at work all day. It was so funny how we how we pulled that off and never really, we never really talked about our jobs then, you know, they just, all they knew was abstract mind state is tearing it down. Right. I mean, nobody, even we could, I could even go further agree and say like up until the documentary or up until to, to this latest rollout in August and everything, a lot of people even here at home in Chicago didn't realize how we met you know, yeah. that we didn't even know each other in Chicago, that yeah. that we went to college, that, <laughs> right. you know what I mean, that we had yeah. degrees. Um, and I, I think just the, uh, the I, I would say the, the new birth of abstract mind state on the scene, you know, once again, is is giving people that already knew we rapped that always already came to shows, but they it's also putting us in a different light because we, we you know, we weren't just like we were die-hard hip hoppers, but we wasn't. You know what I mean? Uh, that's all we did. Mm -hmm. Like, like we, that was the dream, but we couldn't. That couldn't all be all that we did. You know, we had to. We had to survive as well. You know, yeah. so so it's giving it's giving rise to to like, oh man. Oh, they met at Jackson State. They didn't even know each other in Chicago. A lot of people didn't even know I was from, from the west side of Chicago. They yeah, thought that we yeah. knew each other, you know, growing up or something like that because of the because of the bond. The bond is so, and it was and it still is in some ways, so organic and it's so natural mm -hmm. that like people would people uh would think that we've known each other our entire lives, but we, we yeah. didn't. You know, yeah. we, we met it. We met in 1990. Mm. You know, yeah. and, um, yeah. it was a, it was a lot of life before that. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's 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 tripped out because they they the only thing people could pin us to was the music, was the live show. They couldn't really mm -hmm. didn't really know anything about us above or be, below that. You know, yeah. and how how that actually became a thing. How abstract mind state actually became in, in you know a thing, mm -hmm. but now they do. Yeah. Hell and that, yeah, you're right, EP. I agree with that. The documentary has really taken who Abstract Mind State is to a whole nother level of um of appreciation, mm -hmm. understanding a whole bunch of words like that. Because they like, wow, okay, these two, and they see we went through some things. Cause you know, a lot of people used to look at us and because of how things look for us, they they just thought it was sweet with us, or you know, it was probably easy, or we didn't go through much, or Maybe, you know, we, we had a special uh, silver lining or a special piece of sun shining on us. They, the documentary exposed a whole lot of, you know, dark secrets that was really cool to just share, especially what where we are now in terms of uh, 
you know, with again with social media and stuff like that, you know, you're allowed to kind of, you know, show what you're doing, you know. So right. that documentary is really show who we really are and what was really going on in it. And I think it made people like us more. What's the name of the documentary and where can people find it? We pay Let Us In, The Legend of Abstract Mind State. And you yeah. can't find it. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's it? <laughs> that was that's crazy. So what it is, um, Blake, is um, the documentary is uh being entered into film festivals and Ooh. we're we're, we're going to do the you know we're as it's being entered a lot of the, uh, rules not for everyone but for most of the bigger ones the film festivals don't don't allow you to premiere anything it has to be unseen so in order for us to show the documentary we have to host what we call private screenings in you know your area or different cities which we went on a we went on a um six city uh screening tour so to speak mm. and we actually have a recap on if you google abstract mind state documentary there is a recap up there um on the youtube page that shows all what we did in every city it's like a little you know it's a trailer it's kind of like cut-ins cutaways or yeah, yeah. piece together of all the cities we screened the film in and you just catch some of the action that happened in atlanta we, we actually um uh, I, we actually are in the what's the San Francisco? What is it, San Francisco? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the San Francisco uh, with us, uh, San Diego, San Diego, uh, okay. San Diego Black Film Festival. We actually got accepted. The the nice. documentary did. So yeah. yeah, that we. So and that's what we're doing. It's a lot of lot of um, submissions going on, and we're just looking forward to being accepted in some more of them. So yeah. we, we're constant. We'll constantly do private screenings. We we're gonna do some more in twenty twenty two. Hell but yeah. you know, right? Yeah, right now we're just trying to get ourselves prepared to go on tour with Slum Village in March. Yep. That's <laughs> I think I, I think Blake. I think Seattle was one of the venues, oh, one of the places. Yeah, yeah. You better stop yeah, by the we, studio then when you're in town. Oh, without a doubt, we, Most we definitely definitely put us down. Hold that to us. Yeah. Uh, hold that. Yeah. That's awesome. Hold us to it. I should say. Yeah. So. What what is your guys's careers currently then? What do you guys do? I'm I'm a um, board certified behavior analyst and I'm an independent contractor. I work with adults and children with well I work with adults with ID and DD and I work um, with children of trauma foster kids mm. uh, here in the city of Chicago. And I'm um, I founded a company called Honest Management LLC, which is a a full service um, entertainment uh, management company that, uh, you know, I have some some television projects um, I've pro um, pro I produced uh, uh, some some um, I just released a book. So I'm an author, I'm a um, self-published author right now. The book is called I Refuse to Quit, the Autobiography of a Dreamer. I just released it a few weeks ago. It said it can be found at I refuse to quit.com. Um, and I also, uh, uh, what else? And, and I, I'm also working on some like uh, under, under honest management. I'm working with, I have some artists, you know, some, some projects that's complete. And I'm working on some situations, some distribution situations that's uh, uh, in the works that will give, give me a place to release some of this material. But like I say, the, the focus now though, is, is uh, Abstract Mind State, this tour, and just really be getting out here and seeing the world and sharing our music with them and um, building our fan base. Mm -hmm. 
Well, the most important thing is, do you guys feel fulfilled with your careers? Oh, absolutely. Hell yeah, 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 we, yeah, we good. You know, yeah, we, we my, my career, my career is is is. I love what I do. I I love yeah. what I do. I wouldn't change it for the world. And I one hundred percent love what I do. I never really left it. It's just now it's um, I finally get to concentrate on myself. You know, and when I say me, that's me, my team. That includes. EP and the abstract mind state thing because you know I spent a lot of years I never left the music industry but I mm. I always was working on or with somebody else on their thing or their dream or what they're doing and and it was it was I'm and I say it like that it wasn't a drag because I'm I'm just into I'm into winning and you know trying you know I, I love helping people become successful I'm into that mm -hmm. but it is pretty cool that now all of the work that I'm doing is so, somehow connected to me. That's awesome. You know, and it, and, yeah. So we also you were a A and R at one point, correct? Or are you yeah, still? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was an A and R for some time. I was I was actually the first A and R uh, of for good music. I was good music's first, very first A and R. I, I held that position before anybody else became an A and R at that label. Wow. Uh, yeah, and I had a short, I had a very very short run as a uh, a and R at um. It was an E1 label. It was an independent label that had a, a deal with E1. Nice. And, you know, before that can really get going, it was over because it was just some stuff beyond my control. But, you know, so, yes, I've been an A&R. And, you know, even when I'm not um, getting a check as an A&R, which I have for, you know, I have, for, you know, that was what kept sustained me for some years. But even when I'm not getting a check for it, I'm always at some capacity A&R in the project, you know? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. so I feel like every A&R goes about finding artists differently. How, how do you go about finding artists and what is your mindset when you find these artists? Well, you know what? It's funny because like uh, I kind of let the artists find me and I don't mean like they search me out. I just somehow come across it because it, uh, I don't even have to look for artists because they're, they're right there. It's always a, a new artist or it's always somebody right under my nose. So all I have to do is just kind of hold my head up. And I'm just in a position where I'm, I'm always working around creative so much that I, I end up just seeing my next thing, you know. Mm -hmm. So what, what's it like being in a hip hop duo? Like your creative ideas are probably different. So how do you how do you guys make sure you're connecting on the same level but i feel like there's probably times you butt heads as well right what is that how do you make sure you guys are well, maintain a maintain a relationship? you know what blake like mute musically like project wise mm -hmm. we we don't i i don't even um like we don't bump head we have some of the same ideas and um i think that's one of the things that that makes the group work makes it easier makes the cohesion something that that seems so natural because we're not um like we're not we're not so different you know the same right, thing right. the same thing that drives him also drives me so so now i will say this blake mm -hmm. that the conceptual conceptually wise as far as the songs and stuff like that i'm i'm blessed to be in a position to have someone 
who wants to be that person to come up with those concepts. Mm -hmm. I never never want to be the one to have to come up with concepts or or be able to listen to a beat and, and be like, this is something that needs to be portrayed on this particular track. So, so I am blessed in that way. Um, and I think that's another way that we feed off each other because that that's part of his job in the group. Like I'll, I'll even ask him go so far is go ahead and write your verse. And then I'll, I'll, I'll write mine after you, after I hear yours, because, because it, it allows me the, the comfort zone and, and the space to feed off of. And, and I always agree. It, it, he's never come to me like in 30 years and said with a verse or a hook and it didn't go with the track. And I was like, no, nah, we don't need to talk about that on this track. So mm-hmm. it, it's all, it's worked since, since the beginning. It's a formula mm-hmm. that we still adopt now. And it's so natural that, that it's, it's riding a bike and we wouldn't change the recipe at all. And, and it was, it was, and I, I think that's why a lot of people who used to listen to Abstract Mind State and are familiar with the older works, Blake, they go now and they, they'll say, you guys sound exactly the same. Mm. The formula's the same. The formula's the same. Mm. That is crazy. And, and 30 what, years. That's wild. Yeah. And, and one of the things for me, this is the cool, the coolest part about being in the duo for me is I, I get to listen to our music because I've never been an artist like, that just want to hear me over and over. Okay. So the coolest part about being in a duo or, you know, is I get to listen to our record like a, like a fan too, because EP is on it. So I, it's another voice. I get to concentrate on another voice. It's not just me. Now I don't mind hearing myself so I can listen to the flows I do and just, you know, say I, I could have did that better. Or, or when I do that live, I'm, I'm going to say this a little better or a little different live, you know, once it's recorded. But the cool part overall for me is the fact that when I listen to our music, the way I can tell it's good is because I get to just pay attention to another voice. I get to pay attention to EP, mm. you know. So that's that's the like, and it, to me, that's kind of the, the advantage of being in a group, you mm. know. I kind of have a two-part question. So first okay. part, what caused you guys to take a hiatus? And during that hiatus, was your guys' friendship still alive during that entire time? Um, so what caused us to take the hiatus was mental. Like, like it, it, we we had we had expended so much energy mm-hmm. and so much effort, um, you know, with all of these different projects trying to come out and come out on a large scale and you know, these investors were coming and going at, at points in our different projects when, you know, when we think, okay, here it is, it's about to happen, um, it wouldn't happen. And that happened so many times to us um, right when we were on the cusp of, of major success that it just, the last time it happened was the last time it happened. And um, it was nothing that was even stated, Blake, um, as far as we're about to, we're about to take a break. It was, it just happened. Um, And we, we, we remained in contact. Um, It was few and far between, um, but we like, like, like we would never lose contact totally. I would call Gree, um, you know, every few months to check on him, you know, and to see what's going on. But but we didn't talk every day. We didn't talk every month. We sometimes we didn't talk every six months. But but 
that doesn't mean that we 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 weren't friends or we we had some angst um you know or animosity towards each other it's just the fact that what brought us together was abstract mind state and there were no there was no longer an abstract mind state at that point mm. so so it was natural for us to gravitate and start finding our own our own niche you know doing our own thing mm. and that time just it just took time to like build ourselves up you know i mean look at i mean if you look at all the degrees ep acquired and then you look at all of the accolades that i acquired we didn't neither one of us had those things while we were in abstract the first time we were in abstract mindset and so now i have you know i have things to show for all of the work i did like it was just a whole self-building process for me you know ep too but i just you know for me, it was just a self-building process. So that time off from abstract mind state, I was just trying to get old school like Greek in order or Greg. I was just trying to get Greg Lewis in order, you know? Right. So during that time, I I could definitely see how there was frustration and probably feeling underrated. How, how did you guys come to peace with any of those emotions? <laughs> you know what, Blake? It's crazy that you said that because... I actually came to peace with it in February of 2018, mm. about three to four days before I got a call from old school saying that Kanye wanted to put us out. <laughs> <laughs> and I literally woke up one morning, I looked in the mirror and I said the words, hip hop is out of my system. And four days later, I got a call from old school saying, are you sitting down? What you doing? Kanye want to put abstract mind state back out. I just shook my head. Wow. <laughs> so it took all of those years for me to come to grips and be able to recognize that I had found something in my life that I love to do, if not more, um, just as much as I love rapping and writing. And that's what I do now. Wow. Mm -hmm. And for me, as you can see, like I never left the the music. I never, I may have left writing for myself. I may have left performing. I may have left it being the me being the focus. But I never left music. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I stayed in it. You know, and I mm -hmm. took on roles like A and R. I became a manager. I started you know, um, doing, doing consulting, music uh, consulting, uh, you know, everything around the business. I just kept myself immersed some kind of way I was involved, you know? Mm -hmm. So I've, yeah. I've heard your guys' music goals for 2022. What are, what are some personal goals you guys have? Man, um, when, you, when you say personal, you mean individual or for the group? Individual, just as a, as a human being okay. in society. Yeah. Well, for me, um, well, I don't know if it'll be achieved in 2022, but I do know that one of the goals that I'm working towards um, in 2022 is to start um, a mentorship program for foster kids that are in the youth care um, system here in Illinois, um, just solidifying like grant writers and stuff like that. And also um, a grant writer um, for uh senior senior age people uh daycare so um I'm, I'm just hoping that you know um like just laying the groundwork 
and being able to look forward to 2023, actually seeing those things um, come to fruition, not fully, but seeing it manifested and seeing things happening, um, moving towards uh, those goals. But um, those, those are things that I want to do down the line. But 2022 is uh, the year that's going to allow me to, to, uh, to really know and to be secure in the fact that they can actually happen. Hell yeah. Yeah. And, and for me, um, 2022, my plan is to definitely uh, outside of uh, all of the endeavors as an individual, I would like to establish myself as a, 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 a Arthur and speaker, um, pay a paid Arthur and speaker that uh, makes makes the speaking and Arthur side of myself one of the income streams in my life, mm-hmm. you know. So I, that's that's what I want to do. I want to make that thing, a, you know, a real thing because it's all about multiple in- income streams. In 2022, definitely that part of me I would like to include it in the revenue streams that I'm, you know, that I'm creating. Uh, working on creating with other things and i see that happening for both you guys you guys are awesome nah. <laughs> thank you thank, uh, you thank you thank you thank you so much what are, what are some uh final advice you guys have for up-and-coming artists creators influencers yeah I, um for, for i i would think for artists um of of all you know genres and of all ages i would say listen to everything I would say, um, as far as music is concerned, mm-hmm. I would say listen to everything um, and become an artist, not a rapper, not an R&B singer, not a jazz composer, like become become a connoisseur of music, of everything music, um, you know, just get out, go to a symphony, go to an orchestra. You know, go go listen, go listen to somebody you've never heard of. Go, go listen to a country band. You know, you you never know what might spark spark a person, and you never know what's missing. Like like it's it's almost like becoming this eclectic, well-rounded person and um, appreciator of the art of music or any kind of art. Like you can create something that's never been created before. Mm-hmm. Because, because you encompass and you appreciate all of these different things. And it's not just with music. It's, it's, I would think that it's something that, that could be shared like in, in a, um, a microcosm of all facets of society. Just become well-rounded in everything. Hell yeah. And I, and I would say um, to artists, uh, man, uh, especially coming into the game, don't be afraid to just be yourself. Just totally be yourself because it, it's, it's weird what's, what has happened with the game, um, with the music industry, rap in particular or specifically, uh, you're getting merited and rewarded for sounding exactly like everything that's already out, but it's a proven known fact and it keeps happening. And I don't understand why people won't catch on and it's right in our face that anytime somebody does something different, they become the they become a standout and become a standard and 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 if it, if the goal is to make money or the goal is to be the most known or popular or whatever you're looking for those are the people who become that the ones who are totally original i mean look at this girl doja cat there's no there's nothing like doja cat out there she's so interesting she raps really good but mm-hmm. she has this little 
kind of thing about her or whatever. She was unafraid to be herself. And that thing I'm talking about is she just being herself. Mm -hmm. You can tell she's really authentically her. And then I can take it back and say, look at a group like Outkast, you know, who who just was the, themselves and they became the top of the heap. Then I can just push it forward and use, you know, a dude that's right next to us. And, and you know, just look at Kanye. He just, regardless to whatever, whether I like it or world like it or his, his family like it, he is is so authentically interestingly you know and all these other things himself mm -hmm. that it has created he cre he's turned into like an enigma so uh, all i'm saying by saying this is man i just i would just suggest or if i could suggest anything to new artists just really 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 be yourself because there's room it's room for you it's room for oh you my god that's so you. good that is so good that's why i almost cursed almost cursed like 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 oh my god that is that is that is the perfect way to sum all of that up it's room for you it's room because for you. because all that other shit is exactly the same like it's, yes that's yes. it that is so good. That is so good, boy. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you, EP. Damn. Damn. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> yeah, man. So one and last that, thing. You know, uh-huh, go ahead. I was just going to see. Do you guys think you're in the, the Genius documentary by any chance? He may oh. be. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm all over it. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I'm all over it simply because it the Genius the genius um film actually is a as our real it's a real footage it's our real life it's us running around um new york and and you know trying in la helping uh then unknown kanye become uh the superstar that what you see now it was it was me and a few few key guys he had a small team around him and we really really worked and we were together every day. So Genius is just the footage of our daily lives because um, Cootie, uh, shout out to Cootie and Chike for being geniuses yes. themselves because they are super geniuses and Jay Ivy because he did it. He's, he, you know, he narrated the, the, some of the upcoming uh, acts because act one, it's, it's, a, it's a three act trilogy. But my point is um, at the time we were, I like to say we were the first um, like, you know how they had this reality show, this, all these love and hip hop, all these different hip hop, hip hop. Yeah. We were the first that. Uh, the industry was not, nobody in the industry had a cameraman following them around except us because that was a vision that Cootie had that, that he was following Kanye because he was inspired by hoop dreams. And he saw something in Kanye at 17 years old. So he pulled out a camera when he had his camera and he turned his camera on to Kanye because he wanted to follow a story sort of like hoop dreams to see this guy make it to the end. And uh, genius end up being a story not so much about it's it's kind of it's kind of tilted as a Kanye docu documentary, mm -hmm. but um, it's more about these group of guys who came together uh, from Chicago uh, uh, for a common cause, and that cause was Kanye because he had a foot in the door, and we all rallied behind him and gave all of our creativity and all that was us, and he made it, you know. Wow. So it was about it was just about about this team of guys who believed in each other enough to, to, to support each other, to push to the, to the point of this superstar being, being made. And within that process, more superstars were made. It wasn't just Kanye, like Kudi and Chike are some decorated, Kudi and Chike are decorated uh, award-winning uh, directors and documentarians. They, they, they have some of the, 
the most noticed uh, in the award-winning films and documentaries out, you know, now. Uh, Jay Ivey, he was a part of this and he's he's up for a Grammy right now. And he's what I like to call the most relevant spoken word artist in the game. It's a brother named JB who was kind of like Kanye's first manager without the title. And he did some of some very significant things and he's doing great right now. He's, you know, he's right with God. He's, he's doing good. And then you got me that was a part of this run. And that's what I was doing during the downtime of Abstract Mind State when you add, and that's why your the EP is not necessarily uh, in it because it's all of the footage of those years of us running around with Kanye trying to make, help him make this dream come true. And that's when, you know, that's what I was doing. So wow. that's why I'm in it. You know what I mean? So it's real footage. So yes, you will see me in it and you're going to see Abstract Mind State represented in it. And, you know, uh, you know, names in the credits and stuff like that, because I wear our T-shirts and stuff all through it because it was it was my regular life. I was I was repping Abstract Mind State. So you're going to see you're going to see paraphernalia. You're going to see our logo. You're going to see things, you know. Dang, that's dope. So, yeah. So you could basically say you, you guys started the Kardashians careers then with the idea. I mean, we, we, I can say I, I, what I will say is we definitely started this uh this movement of, of hip hop artists uh, having a, a camera guy with mm -hmm. them. We definitely started that thing, like without a doubt, because it just didn't exist before us. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. and, and Cootie, Cootie, shout out to Cootie for just having that type of vision to um, put that camera on our team and, 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 and thank God that uh, the dream did come true. So now we're inspiration and the example for, for the masses. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Kind of the same way I feel about abstract, you know, and what, ha what has happened with us. Mm -hmm. Now we're inspiration and motivation for the masses because we're showing people that, hey, a dream is not over just because you uh, turn 50 years old. You know, that that, that don't mean your that the thing called dreams die at a certain age, you mm -hmm. know, yeah. so, you know what I'm saying? And that's what my book is about. I refuse to quit, the autobiography of a dream. It's about not giving up. So you see this is a, constant thread in our lives this whole you know dreams coming true or don't give up or whatever it is you know because it's not about music it's just about life mm -hmm. you know hell yeah well do you guys have any uh final words you'd like to say on the podcast before we wrap this one up man thank man. you thank you for having us and um being being you know in, in loving hip-hop and um, yeah and just man, I just appreciate the appreciation is what I yeah, what I yeah, would say. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say thanks for that, the way you brought this in. I love that you said, hey, I want this interview to be focused on y'all. Because mm -hmm. everybody all they want to talk about is Yay, which he he has his place. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm I'm sure he's even tired of hearing his name. So it's nice to to have somebody want to focus on abstract mind state because that is the focus. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, shout out to to my team and definitely Lee Majors who even put this 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 joint here together. So like I say, it's all about the team, man. We, yeah. you know, I'm very proud of my team. We gotta, we have a strong team. It's family, you know. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you guys for being on the podcast. This is the NAS podcast with Abstract, Abstract Mind State. State. Awesome. And we did it.